Hello and welcome to this uh, podcast episode where I am joined with my uh, bar manager, Stephanie Donholm. Hello, everyone. Hello. Stephanie has been working with us for how many years now? Um, uh, I have been working now almost 10 years with you. 10 years? Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. And the store has been open for... 13. 13. Yeah. That's great. And um, you started as a barista? I did. Part-time or full-time? I started full-time. And then? And then I started as a, as a store manager and bar manager after two or three years, I think. Yeah. And has been ever since. Yeah. Stephanie is uh, the barista that I always bring if we have events that are difficult to handle or something like that. Because if I bring Steph, I know everything will be fine. That's so a nice compliment. Yes. Thank you. We've, we've had pop-ups in Australia. Yeah. We have worked at the Mad Symposium a couple of times in mm -hmm. Copenhagen. And also, um, yeah, various events, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun. But the reason why I have you here today is not to talk so much about you, although we could for a full <laughs> episode. Maybe that's another one. But uh, I wanted to talk about uh, how we train our baristas and how yeah. we hire baristas yeah. and how we do quality control in our bar. Yeah. Because... Um, as much as we have developed the system together, I think mm. uh, you're you're the person who actually does most of the training. Yeah. And um, one of the things uh, that we see, or at least I see, when I go to coffee shops around the world, is that mm, it, it seems like s a lot of them are having trouble with consistency. Mm -hmm. And a big part of that is because a lot of times you have part-time workers; they don't work every day. They might be students. Yeah on the side and then it's difficult to kind of have a system where everyone does the same so the worst thing for me is to come to a coffee shop and you get a fantastic coffee come there next day and then you get a miserable coffee yeah and of course that can happen with even us of um, course everyone makes mistakes but um, uh, at least uh, consistency consistency should be you know quite high i think yeah it's better to, <coughs> if you have a coffee shop, to have a standard that everyone can live up to rather than having one person that is really, really good and the rest is yeah. not. Yeah. And uh, for that reason, you have to train your staff. Of course. Yeah. But before we start talking about training and everything, mm -hmm. I, I think we should start at the beginning. So uh, in order to get a job yeah. with us as a barista, yeah. uh, the first thing you have to do is to actually apply. Of course. <laughs> you of didn't course. apply. I didn't. I got I got in contact. Oh, first of all, me and Ida. Yeah. We started to uh, go to Tim's. Yeah. And and have coffee, and then we uh, got acquaintance with Tim Varney. Yes. And uh, at that time, Ida and I was working together. Yeah. So I think also. Barney um, visited us at our job. The previous job, yes. P the previous job. And the rest is history. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I remember Ida didn't want to apply because she thought she would never get the job. Yes. Which is strange. Because <laughs> if you don't apply, you will for sure not get the job. Nah. But um, and so that's kind of rule number one. If you, if you want to have a job, even if you're not qualified for it, it doesn't hurt to send in ap an application. Not at all. Sometimes, at least when I get applications, I don't necessarily look for experience. Uh, I look f 
No, I, let's rephrase that. I don't look for experience in coffee necessarily. If you've worked in a restaurant or a cafe yeah. or in some sort of hospitality industry, it might even be a hospital <laughs> as a nurse or whatever, yeah, yeah. or nursing assistant. Uh, if you're interested in you know, helping people, then uh, being a barista is a good job. Yeah, but you have to love people. Yes. And there's like we have examples of employees who has gone from working in a restaurant yeah. uh, as a chef, never been working with coffee, yeah. and ended up roasting coffee for us. Yes. So uh, I think, um, at, at least for us, mm. we tend not to hire the star baristas, no. the rock stars. And the reason is, a lot of times uh, we get applications and they say, oh, I want to work with you because I want to travel, yeah. I want to you know, learn, everyone wants to learn. But uh, the reason why I hire people is not for them to travel, it's for them to work. Yeah. <laughs> we need them behind the bar. Yeah, exactly. So um, we're, not a, we're not a travel agency for sure. And um, uh, for me, you know, we can teach anyone to make coffee, yeah. at least because we have a system for it. Yeah. So we can teach anyone more or less how to do that. What is very difficult to teach is hospitality. I yeah. Think. Customer service and yeah. Yeah. So I used to hire people based on more coffee experience, but not anymore. Now we hire people because they're, you know, hard, good working people. Yeah. That are nice yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> and they also like you can easily from the start see if they click yeah. with the small family that we are. Yeah. And that's also very important. Yeah. So once you kind of sent an application and you know, I'm an old school guy, so just sending a CV is not enough. You need no. to kind of write a personal application to show some interest in the job. And if you just send these kind of general ones, you, I'm not even considering no. interviewing that person. So um, we need to, to get a, a well-written application with a CV. Um, and then if we... Sometimes we get very oh, a lot of applicants, sometimes not. But uh, if we get too many, then we'll kind of go through them and maybe I'll interview 10 people Yeah. Uh, first. And then for the second interview, you normally join me or you do the interview alone. Yes. Uh, so that we have two interviews with yeah. the ones we like. Yeah. And um, for me, you know, having a job interview, uh, in my experience, a lot of people are very nervous. So it's difficult to get a good impression uh, the first time so it's normally they're more comfortable when they come back yeah because then they know okay we already like them mm -hmm. and then it's a little bit easier to see you know which one to hire and yeah as you say <coughs> they need to fit into our family uh, we say family because we are a team of 14 people yeah. and uh, we work very closely together every day yeah. so yeah. Uh, it's not necessarily the most skilled person we will hire uh, if that person doesn't fit into our kind of environment. No. And that can be many things, you know. You know, it's it's as simple as uh, if you like the person or not sometimes, mm -hmm. but, um, um, you know, uh, that's important for our working environment. Yeah. And I would say we have pretty good working environment because we have people like you who have been here for almost 10 years. Yeah, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of employees that we've had for so many years. Yeah. And also, like, um, done other stuff like uh, studied, yeah, but also wanted to come back. They come back, yes, yeah, which is nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good sign. So um, you know, 
for me, it was important when I started this business that I created a work environment that I would like to work in. Yeah. And um, as because I have been an employee for other mm, companies, uh, maybe I don't know exactly what to do to be the best place, but I, I know at least what I don't like. Yeah, um, but you've seen the positive and the negative sides. Yeah. And of course, we can always improve. Yeah. And I think also a workplace evolves. So what was uh, good and uh, you know acceptable five years ago is not necessarily good and acceptable today. No. So the team changes, we change, the business changes, and so on. Okay, so once we kind of hired a person, yeah. Um, then the process is we normally have a trial period. Yeah, for like one month. Yeah, it depends on the position, but yeah. one to three months. Yeah. Where uh, we have a very short uh, termination agreement. So mm -hmm. that means, you know, if a barista starts and we we figure out that they cannot possibly work with us because of various reasons, yeah. or they think, you know, I don't think this job is for me after all, then we can kind of terminate the contract quite rapidly in that yeah. period. But once you're kind of hired in Norway, it's very difficult to, to end yeah. a contract. So we have to be absolutely sure before we hire 100%. But in that period, we have what we call the training period. Yeah. And can you take us a little bit through that? So um, in the training period, we go through a lot of steps. I think three different kind of like, what do you call it? like bulks yeah. where um, you need to like know all like all of the basic routines we do every single day in the bar mm. it's so not what are those kind of routines the routines can be ev anything from um, knowing where everything is yeah uh, the um, how to make coffee how to clean how to rinse the machine the grinders, yeah. everything. But also it's very important, like we do that from day one, yeah. how how we do customer service. Yeah. But even like how to clean, you say, it's important because there are certain soaps you cannot use on yeah. windows. There yeah. are certain <laughs> soaps you don't use on wood. Yeah. And so on. And, and for us, this is important. Yeah, but like how the bar functions. Yeah. How we function behind the bar, how we function out with our guests, yeah. what is acceptable, what is not. Yeah. And we don't go through this only once, but as many times as it needs. Yeah. So routines for us is yeah. extremely important. Yeah. And the, the reason is if everyone is trained in doing the exactly the same thing, if they're training handling the same situation in the yeah. same way, yeah. it's much easier for us to do great service. Of I course. Think. And uh, that goes from cleaning the toilet, how often you should do it, how yeah. you should do it, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. how often you should check it, up till you know how to make coffee, how to tamp, yeah. how to grind, how like to adjust. Like the smallest grind. details to yeah. the biggest. And uh, as much as that sounds quite easy, there's a lot of routines, and we have yeah, a big checklist, right? Yeah, yeah, two or three pages. Yeah, and also here uh, because most of our baristas actually work in our roastery. We also have a checklist for safety stuff here yeah. and how to, you know, use the packing machine. Mm -hmm. So everyone should know more or less how to do everything in our business, yeah. more yeah. or less. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the office staff doesn't necessarily know how to make espresso, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> they can drink the espresso. It's it's fine. Yeah. And then, um, w when do they start uh, learning how to make coffee? 
I think like from when they start, I think yeah, after a couple of days. Yeah. Go straight in. So are they able to serve the customer alone then? Or no. No. So how do you do that? Well, it depends on how fast the employee learns and you can see that easily. Yeah. Like if they if they get the routines easily, if they are more comfortable behind the bar, comfortable talking to our guests. Yeah. But it's uh, important in the beginning that they see what we do. Yeah. And we can go with them, they go with us. Yeah. And we we make like for instance we make aeropresses as many times as we can and we taste and we take samples yeah measure the extraction and everything yeah. so they know all of the steps and if something happens with the aeropress why yeah what what happened if yeah. it doesn't taste good or yeah. if it doesn't yeah. extract well yeah, yeah. So it's it's a small period. Like I can't say how many days or weeks. No. Sometimes it can take two weeks. Sometimes it can take longer than one month. Yeah. So it really depends. Like uh, uh, you know, for me, it's not uh, necessary necessary to have like an exam, for instance. No. Um, because when we have this kind of training where you you're constantly having that person on top of your your own shift, of course they can make espresso. Yeah. But you would do still do the quality control, right? Yeah. So yeah. if you see that that espresso wasn't right, they have to make a new one. Yeah, like the technique uh, to be able to teach the technique, it's quite easy. Yeah. But I've seen that for the past years, when I think about like the employees we have hired, yeah. to be able to taste mm. and to be able to get all of the routines in, it's like the longest. Yeah, it takes, it takes time. Yeah, but it takes time. Yeah. It takes time to be able to um, train your uh, taste buds. Yeah. And uh, on a note with that, because I do train the roasters in that as well, because yeah. they have to do quality control with yeah. me. And um, their ability to taste doesn't mean that they're able to understand what we are no. looking for. No, <laughs> I agree. So, you know, they might be good, very good at tasting, oh, this is bitter and this is sweet. Yeah. But... Um, understanding what we want when we serve a coffee and h how that coffee should taste like yeah. that takes time yeah and i think that's a, a big part of uh, why we are, have been able to be consistent is because we train our staff into understanding what we're what we want yeah so for instance you can have cappuccino you can hire a barista that is the world's best latte artist yeah but if you make that kind of latte art in our cappuccinos we will not be satisfied no because we want our cappuccinos to be very foamy and creamy. Yeah. And uh, if you have that kind of foam, it's very difficult to do the kind of very fancy <laughs> latte art. And the same with the, like, um, with the, for instance, a very good example is when Fotis started working for us. Mm -hmm. He's a um, Greek. Uh, he's from Greece and he used to work for Starbucks. And, uh, you know, I think the transition from Starbucks to us, it's quite big. Like yeah. The companies yeah. are very different. So... Uh, it took quite a while for me to train him in quality control to kind of train him into what to look for when when I like the coffee. W what does that mean? You yeah, know? yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I, th I think he's there. Of course, you have to calibrate them every now and then. But uh, now he understands and yeah. he's able to kind of uh, evaluate the coffees the same way that we are. Mm -hmm. But it took you know probably a year before mm -hmm. that kind of 
transitioned into what I wanted. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't mean that uh, the way I taste is the correct way. It's just because I want our coffee to taste a certain way, people need to understand that. Yeah. I remember myself yeah. when I first started, mom, mom. <laughs> but I didn't have the uh, like the self confidence yeah. enough to believe in myself. But once I started like doing all of these quality controls in bar every single week, mm. and we did a lot of cuppings, yeah. then eventually you like you know, I knew what you wanted. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I don't. Uh, for instance, when we have a new coffee, yeah, you need to check the grind setting for when we make it as an aeropress and before I used to have to taste that before we put it on the menu but now I don't do that anymore because I know that you know what I'm looking for yes of course if you're unsure you always ask me of course I never hesitate doing that (laughs) still (laughs) yeah but sometimes I can be in doubt as well and I can Mm. ask you like which one do you think yeah and um, uh, you know there's always several ways to success Uh, but uh, at one point, you just have to take a stand and say, this is what we want yeah. it to taste like. Yeah. Maybe you'll change your mind the next week, but that's fine. <laughs> okay, so so when people um, uh, start as a barista, they don't immediately start learning how to make espresso and aeropress. No. But it's kind of, you know, not we don't have to wait like a month before no, no, they No, 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 no. I think it's just important that they see how we work and like feel the rhythm and how we work together and yeah yeah being part of the organism yeah yeah so probably the most difficult part is to teach customer service yeah coffee is a very technical thing mm-hmm. you can measure extraction mm-hmm. you can taste yeah that's difficult but making an espresso is not very difficult no not at all it used to be difficult because it was much more touch and feel yeah but today we're measuring the dose we're measuring the uh, yield so how much water is yeah it's even the machine is doing that automatically for us so yeah. we don't have to think about it anymore so the only thing they have to relate to is to measure extraction and kind of uh, adjust the grinder yeah that's it very easy yeah. <laughs> and then um customer service i want to talk about that because that's it's important probably the hardest part to teach yeah. how do you yeah. do that explain oh how do i do that so um for us it's very important that all of our guests are treated the same way. But we have to remember that every single guest coming in is different. Yeah. So you can't do the same service to each and every one. No. So you have to be able to read them yeah. and make them feel comfortable and make them feel like their shoulders are down yeah. and make like our shop a good uh, environment for them to relax. Yeah and have a good um, a good experience. Yeah. Which can be difficult sometimes. Yes. Because we are a store that has been referred to as the soup Nazi sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Long yeah, time yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think people use that term anymore, but um for instance, if a customer come up and ask for an americano. Mhm. That's a difficult. Yeah, we don't have that on the menu. No. But what we want is to be able to meet the meet the guest. Yeah. And don't say no. We don't have it. Mm. For us, that's not a good answer. We want to uh, let them know that we use a fair amount of time making a really good es- espresso. Yeah. But if they want, but we do like have very nice filter coffees. Yeah. That's in a way our americano. Yeah. 
Thank I mean, you. it's just water and coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that a lot of people are just used to drinking Americanos without thinking about it. Yeah. But, you know, we have, like in the coffee industry now, there's, like, I think the, um, the quality of the coffees yeah. have gone... Much better, yeah. Yeah. And also, I think, you know, at least in my experience, if you come to a coffee shop and they have a, like a big batch brewer yeah you're unsure how long that batch brew has been standing in mm-hmm. a thermos mm-hmm. making a fresh americano might be a better option yeah if they are good at making espresso yeah but it might also be a terrible option yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, i think you know uh, you know i don't know because i don't stand in the bar every day but um, uh, if you have very good quality or uh, Aeropress coffee or whatever, the need for Americanos is obsolete because after all, it's just water and coffee. Yeah. Especially with our coffees where the espresso roast Mm -hmm. is is very close to our filter roast. Yeah. So, you know, there won't be a huge difference anyway. No. It's just going to taste probably a little bit better. Yeah. And more consistent if we do um, Aeropress. Yeah. And most people, they do want like the same amount as you can get in a aeropress yeah and also we are able to show them the whole process yeah so what do you say if a customer comes in and they want a really dark roasted coffee Oof. yeah well we can't offer that to them but we do have coffees that has got a little bit like medium to a low intensity on the fruity acidity yeah that's got a little bit more body to it yeah and once they taste it Often they come back. Yeah, but they we could also recommend going to another coffee shop. Of course, because we do have so many good and great coffee shops yeah. in the area. Yeah, and I think Oslo is also very fortunate to have very a lot of good coffee shops. Yeah, so we're not doing this to be difficult. No. although I sometimes feel that we are difficult. But uh, the reason we we can be seen as a little bit difficult is that. You know, I mean, for me, and my coffee shop has been inspired by a lot of restaurants. And mm. when you go to a restaurant, y- you don't necessarily expect them to make stuff that is not on the menu, no. unless you go to a diner. You know, yeah. but <laughs> we're we're not trying to kind of be a diner. We're not trying to be a fancy restaurant no. either. But um, you know, if I if I go to a restaurant and they have a menu that they worked on, like why would I choose anything else? No. Like, I wouldn't ask for a porridge or hot dog <laughs> or pizza. Or Not at all. So um, it's kind of like that. And, and one of the reasons why I wanted to open a coffee shop was to kind of, you know, not necessarily teach people, but to show people that coffee can be something else and yeah. something different than the, yeah. that they're used to. So that's why we are a little bit difficult sometimes. Yeah, but <laughs> we, we stand out in the way as well, you know. Yeah. But I think, you know... At least what I saw last year mm. was that, uh, especially tourists who come, are very open-minded. Yeah. And uh, they already know that it's going to be slightly different than the yeah. Starbucks experience. So yeah. they are happy to try something new. Yeah, but often we get this uh, this saying from a lot of tourists, but also from Norwegians. What do you guys? Um, uh, what's the word? What do you guys uh, want me to try? Yeah, yeah, that's a great thing. Yeah, that's the best customers. Yeah, <laughs> and for me, that's also very nice because then I can like give them a good experience. Yeah, 
But how do you teach that uh, customer service to the employees? Do you have like a routine for it or? I think like, I've been thinking about that a lot. I think you, I think you need to have it in some way in, in your fingers. Yeah. You need to like understand customer service. Yeah. But if there's an employee that's maybe hasn't dealt with customer service that much, yeah. we just want, I just have to like go through. I often, I often take them with me when I speak to guests. Yeah. So they can listen. So they can listen and they can see how we, um, how we act. Yeah. Because we don't want to be like, how do you call it? Like nosy, yeah, like snooty or yeah, no rude or yeah. yeah. Like we want to be professional, but we want to be like relaxed. Yeah. I think a lot of the inspiration, probably. Yeah. I'm not sure, but at least for me, yeah, uh, came from when we started working with MoMA. Yeah. And I remember because um, I remember when we started serving coffee there, that was fine. But when we they wanted to put in an espresso machine, and then I worked service at Noma for a week. Yeah. Just seeing the way they do service and experiencing it also yeah. from eating there yeah. was amazing. And I decided to send you as well. Yeah, I never forget that because that taught me a lot. Yeah. I worked there for two days, and just seeing how they, how professional they are. Yeah how they interact with each other, how they interact with the guests. Yeah. For me, it's been, uh, it's still the best customer service in the world. Yeah. And uh, it's so good that they don't really think about it as, like, especially when I go there to eat, uh, which I do from time to time because yeah. they're our customer. Uh, I don't feel like I'm a guest in a restaurant. No. I, I just feel like I'm coming to some friends, hanging out, yeah. having a fantastic meal. And it's just seamless. You, know? yeah. you don't think about, you don't even think about it. It's no, so no, good, no, no, you don't no. have yeah, to think yeah, about yeah, yeah. it. And that's the kind of uh, customer service I would like to do in a coffee shop. Of course, it's difficult because we are, you know, on a Saturday, there's a line out the door. There's yeah. four baristas, yeah. you know, pumping out coffees. Yeah. It's really difficult. How do you deal with it when, uh, like, let's say you get a, a customer that you can clearly see have been waiting to come to us. Yeah. Uh, maybe traveled from far away. Yeah. They're eager to try coffee tasting. Yeah. Which takes a lot of time. Yeah. And then you have a line out the door. Like, how do you actually deal with that? Well, first and foremost, uh, first of all, um, you need to uh, let the guests know how happy we are that they came all like that way, uh, that long way. Yeah. Just to see us. Yeah. And we will always make room for coffee tastings yeah. and for people, guests coming in and wanting to, and are excited to see us, yeah. like anybody else. Like we don't want to um, uh, give one guest a different experience than the other, but that's like one thing that's really difficult. Yeah, it is difficult. It's difficult to balance. But if there's a line out the door, you need to like in a nice way also if you feel like you need to work with your crew for for a little bit mm. just in a nice way say hey i'll be right with you yeah i just need to make some coffees and they'll come back and we'll talk more yeah but just like yeah 
communication. Cumu communication <laughs> is key. It's kind of like if you're in a restaurant and then you order yeah. and it takes, you know, 30, 40 minutes before the food comes. Yeah. If the waiter or waitress is uh, communicating that yeah. we're a little bit backed up, yeah. would you like to have another glass of something while you yeah. wait or something? Yeah. Then it doesn't matter. Yeah. But if they don't say anything and just run around like headless no. chickens, no. you know, that's the worst feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the same as we try to do in the bar. Yeah. I was actually asked, uh, we had a live session on Instagram the other day, and uh, people asked me, uh, a person asked me which was my favorite coffee shop. And, you know, I have I have my list of my favorite places, but, th but they're not necessarily the best places because of the coffee. Yeah. It's the best places because the way they make me feel when I sit there. Yeah. So to have a good atmosphere and good service yeah. is absolute key, because if you have bad service, I, I really don't care how good that coffee or food is. I will probably not come back again. No. Because if I feel insecure, if I'm going out to have a good experience, mm -hmm. I would rather just go somewhere else where yeah, I know that I'm going to get it. And uh, me and my wife are very strict on that, <laughs> especially with restaurants. Like, yeah. Yeah, it, it, there's a lot of good restaurants, but uh, not all of them have consistent good service. And no. to me, that's actually more important than the food. Yeah, yeah. Unless, you know, I, I don't like terrible food, but if the food is good... Uh, then I prefer a restaurant that has better service than if another one has slightly better food but of lower course. service. Yeah, I agree. I agree, of course. <laughs> cool. So, uh, like, how how do you decide when an employee is done training? Like, is there a we don't have an exams or anything? No, but um, with the, like the three sheets of different stuff we go through, we always tick off when they have. We, when we have gone through it, yeah. when we have had like training number one, training number two, and then just, how do you say? A control? Or yeah, yeah, like a control. So what training number one and two is that you go through the, the same thing yes. twice? Yes. And then you have a third person coming in to control it? Yeah. Or? yeah. yeah. And uh, okay, so that's great. Yeah. And then now that everyone is trained, how mm -hmm. do you make sure that they actually follow the daily routines? Can you explain a little bit about yeah, but our we do system? have yeah, but we do have like a daily uh, like a daily task like yeah. an IK folder in yeah. the bar we use every day. IK stands for internal control. Yes. So IC in English. Yeah. <laughs> so we need to do like we have certain um, certain daily <coughs> tasks we have to do every day. Yeah. And some of them can be the same. Yeah. But everybody has to use that folder every day yeah. in order so we make sure that everything is done. Yeah. So it's like a, a, a bucket list or, yeah. or a, yeah. a list that you tick off yeah. different tasks every day. Yeah. And what are some of those tasks? Can you? It can be like uh, check the mailbox, uh, make sure that our coffee shelf is neat nice and, and tidy. tidy. Yeah. yeah. And filled up with coffee. Um, like uh, Hoover behind the fridges, uh, back flushing of the espresso machine, yeah. uh, clean the grinders. Yeah, clean dust from the lamps. Yeah. You know, anything. Yeah. Check and the toilet. Check the toilet, like from the smallest thing to the biggest thing. Order milk. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. And also, I also check that everybody's doing the same um, by me being behind the bar every yeah. day. Yeah. Working with everybody. Yeah. I think that's absolute key as well, like having managers who are actually working yeah. and not sitting in an office yeah. like me. Like you. <laughs> but it's about time you 
we're in the office now. Yeah, but um, at, uh, actually the corona situation has forced me to actually work a lot on the floor, uh, which has been very good because uh, I've kind of, since I haven't done a lot of the tasks in a, quite a while, yeah. uh, there can be anything from packing coffee to you know taking orders, yeah. customer service. And it's so easy to see if we we can do stuff more efficiently or differently because mm. I'm an impatient guy and I want things to be done fast, accurately and and precise, yeah. but uh, but fast. So yeah. you know that has uh, definitely m we made some changes to make our business more efficient in that way. But um, I think you know this having a system is the reason why both of us could be away for a month. Yeah. And probably we will not get any phone calls no. from our staff. No. And that's because we do have these kind of daily task lists, monthly tasks, weekly tasks. Yeah. So everyone are tr is trained in this system so that when they come to work on a Monday, they know exactly what to do. Yeah, we need to trust each other as well. Yeah. And of course, we control if they do it. Yeah. Because it's quite easy to see. Of course. <laughs> and then we have an environment where it's we are we should be okay at least by telling each other you forgot to do that yesterday mm. make sure you do it next mm. time uh, it's not critique it's just helping everyone to follow the system so that yeah. everyone is happy that's the thing that i've been working with a lot for the past year yeah. two years because it's so it's so important that when when you come to work that it's work yeah. it's not and it's nothing personal yeah we should be able to take critique or take um, take orders or like we can tell each other yeah. stuff, yes. bad or good, yeah. and yeah. say yes. And direct each other. If yes. You, you, if you need to all of a sudden clean the toilet, I can yeah. say, Steph, can you clean the toilet? Yes. We don't have to necessarily say please all the no, time. And no. We're a little bit more direct here in Norway. Yes, we are. But I think, you know, um, I want to have that type of environment and I, I try, you know, uh, if I, it's better to, if you, let's, let's take a very uh, simple example. Every evening you have mm. to kind of fill up the bar with takeaway cups yeah, so that we have enough for the next morning. Yes. Well, if the morning shift comes and they're out of takeaway cups, mm -hmm. that means the previous shift from the evening Hasn't didn't do the job. No. Instead of being angry. Yeah. And thinking about this, yeah. and being annoyed about this, yeah. and maybe it will happen again. Yeah. It's better to just tell that person straight yes. away, "You forgot to fill the takeaway cups. Yes, please do it again." Yeah, out of the then it's out of the world, yes. and then the problem is solved, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's the kind of uh, examples that we like to do. I I personally can be very annoyed if things is not are not done the way it's supposed to be. So instead of kind of walking around with high blood pressure and stress, it's better to just tell them straight away. That, yeah, and get know. done with it. Yeah. And then we also forget sometimes to say if they did something very nice, you know. It's yeah. I, I think it's important to also tell them, which can be, oh I yeah. always forget. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, but it's important to tell, uh, tell uh, the people you're working with, hey, yeah. you did a good job today. Yeah. High five. High five, yes, definitely. So, 10 years, Steph. Yeah, it's been a long time. Been a long time. Uh, 10 more? 10 more. Yes. Yeah, but <laughs> like for me, this is the... I want to be here for as long as you want me here. That's good to hear. Yes, yeah. this is my job. I think we work very well together. Yeah. We don't have to communicate a lot. We, no. we, 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 we just do know. It by, yeah, we just know. <laughs> That's a, a great thing. Um, 
and you're doing a fantastic job. Thank you. You too. I think uh, our customers are happier than ever. We're getting more f positive feedback than ever. Yeah, but that's good. Lots of uh, happy customers. Yeah. And that's also the whole team. The whole team. We have a great team. Yeah, but you're the ones who train them. Yeah, yeah, but you know, yeah, but I think also, you know, you have a lot of it. You have like the mastermind behind it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you're the one who trains yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, uh, you're not there every day to train them either. No. So, of course, our all of our employees are a part of training new employees. Yeah, uh, I delegate. Yeah, and uh, which is important because yeah. uh, if they understand the tasks, then it's quite easy to train other people yeah. how to do it. And they also need to know that it's okay to fail, yeah. to make mistakes, just as long as you try to do it. Correct it and yeah. Yeah, yeah. try not to do it again. Yeah. Great. Uh, do you have any nice? Let's we. I think you know, thirty-six minutes is a long time. But yeah. um, do you have any memories that are? Let's start with the negative from the bar that Ooh. you will uh, never forget. Like with customers or like anything. It can be anything. Yeah. Oh man. You know, uh, for me, the most difficult thing has been to deal with customers. I don't have like a. A specific a specific thing but i think for me the most difficult thing is to deal with customers that are coming in only to test us yeah and being negative yeah yeah that's uh, hard yeah because <laughs> for me it's so like i really need to like use all of my energy to smile yeah and like have a good day the rest of the day yeah i think yeah that's the most difficult thing yeah, I think that customer service can be extremely stressful yeah. because at the end of the day, if people are negative, you do take it personally, mm. even if you you shouldn't. But yeah. uh, because it's you yeah. behind the counter, yeah. you, it feels like negative uh, personal critique or whatever. Yeah. Okay, let's focus on the positive stuff. Yeah, but there's a lot of positive things. But I I do like we have a great team of employees. Mm. I love them all, but I do like miss some of the old employees. Yeah, yeah, we've had like the great some fantastic ones. Yeah, yeah. It would be great if we could work all together all the time yeah, for the yeah, rest yeah, of yeah, our yeah, lives. Yeah. But um, I actually have to say that um, one of the things that really motivates me to keep the bar still running yeah. is all the regular guests who yeah. come in day yeah. in and day out. Yeah, there's so many nice ones. And you know all of the regular guests, we know almost all of their first names. Yeah. So they're like a part of the whole thing. Yeah. And they're so valuable to us. Yes. So thank you to all our regulars. Yeah, thank you, shout guys. Out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's even, we have a lot of regular guests in our web shop and yeah. all over yeah. the world. So thank you all to yeah, all of you. Thank you for all of the support. Yeah. So what do you think uh, is next for our coffee shop? Uh, we're still running it as uh, it is, but we changed yeah. it, um, was it 2018? We started to have tables yeah. and everything. Yeah. Um, what do you think is next for us? Yeah, what is next? <laughs> like you have your farm. Yeah. So serving our own coffee would be next. Serving our own coffee, yes. Yeah. Well, I think we still will have just the one place. Yes, for sure. It's more than enough yeah. work yeah. to uh, to deal with one place and keep up the 
standard. Yeah. 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 We're, we'll, that's for sure. We, uh, I used to work for Stockwitz, yeah. a chain of coffee shops. I took, like, I started in one and then we built another one. Mm-hmm. And then we started running two of the other existing ones. So by the time that I left, we were running six coffee shops, I think. Yeah. And the reason why I left is because I felt like I was just constantly putting out fires and couldn't really progress in the speed that I wanted. Having one place with a small team, it's yeah. much easier to change of quickly course. and uh, much more fun for me personally. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm very often asked if we want to open another place. Yeah. And the answer is always no. I will never, never open ever. another place no, unless no, we no, close no. the one we have now. And yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's just uh, so much work. And uh, in the end of the day, you, you actually don't make a lot of money on a coffee shop. <laughs> but it's it's part of our whole business uh, model that we want to have a place where people can drink our coffee. Yeah. yeah. So kind of the to- total package makes our business thrive. But running a coffee shop solely where you only sell coffee is definitely not a good business model. <laughs> no, no, no. So... Um, but uh, hopefully we can be there, you know, for another 10 years. Yes, Let's we hope. hope. Yeah. We hope, Tim. That would be great. Well, thank you, Stephanie, for joining thank me. Thank you, Tim. I think we should round it up. Yeah. Maybe we'll invite you back to talk about uh, your career. Or I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. People have questions or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, that's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll sure to make some new episodes very soon. I'm not sure about the topics yet, but uh, hopefully we'll keep it varied and interesting for everyone so that it's not just one topic all the time. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Steph. Thank you, Tim. Until next time.